Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Scott Pauley. I'm so happy that you are joining our broadcast today. Several years ago, when we first began the Enjoying the Journey broadcast, we started with my favorite book of the Bible. I've adopted it really as my life's study on the book of Philippians. And the theme, of course, of that great book is the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, truly, it is the, the Bible treatise on what it means to enjoy the journey. Now we're thrilled to share this anniversary series with you again in the hopes that God will use it in your life to help you learn to enjoy the Lord Jesus Christ at whatever stage you happen to be on on life's journey. I trust that these studies from the Word of God today will refresh your spirit and renew your strength for the days ahead. God bless you as you listen. Wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody thought exactly like you think? <laughs> At least that's what we imagine, isn't it? Uh, we think from time to time that our thoughts are right, our way is right, it's best. And if we could just get everyone else to agree with us, oh, what a wonderful world that would be. Well, first of all, it'd be a very boring world. But secondly, I think there's a great deal of pride in that statement. Because you see, my friend, no matter who you are, we don't always think the right way. There's only one person that thinks the right way, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why when you come to Philippians chapter 2, we read these words, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And we've learned already in our study uh, that Philippians chapter 2 is about developing the mind of Christ. It's about getting a new mind. You see, God gave you a new heart on the day you got saved. I hope you've trusted Jesus as your Savior. I hope you have that new heart inside of you that only Christ can give you. Someday, at the end of our journey of faith, the Lord's going to give you a new body. Are you looking forward to that? Won't that be a glorious day? But between the new heart and the new body, the Lord is working constantly to develop in us a new mind. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, that we're not to be conformed to this world, but we're to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God is at work in you today, my friend. What's He working to do? He's working to bring your thoughts in line with His thoughts, your ways in line with His ways. And in fact, there's only one person who can say, honestly, if everyone thought like them, this world would be a better place. And that's the Lord Jesus, because you see, His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He always thinks the right way. He is God. And thus, this admonition from Paul, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Well, what was this mind? I can give it to you in one word. It's a word that's actually repeated in Philippians chapter 2. Let me read verse 3 and verse 4 leading up to the verse we just read. Philippians chapter 2 verse 3 says, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. And then it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And can I tell you what is the one characteristic of the mind of Christ? It's unselfish. It's not a mind that's centered on itself and its own needs and rights and wants. No. This mind is for one purpose. It is to do what God wants done in this world and it is constantly looking at the needs of other people. What was the last testimony given concerning the Lord Jesus Christ? Think about this. On the cross, 
They're standing beneath the foot of the cross. You remember uh, they're taunting Him and they're saying, if you're rid of the Christ, come down from the cross. Do you remember all of that? And then they said these words, He saved what? Others. And then they said, Himself He cannot save. Well, they had it partially right. They spoke half the truth. Indeed, He did save others. He could have saved Himself, but if He had saved Himself, friend, He could not have saved us. You see, He sacrificed Himself so that we could be saved. He took death so we could take life. He took sin so we could take salvation. He took darkness so we could take light. Think what He did. He did everything for the needs of others. He had no sin. He deserved no death. He had no penalty, no payment to pay. But He took ours so that we could enter into eternal life. It is the very essence of living for others. May I say to you, there are other examples in Philippians chapter 2 of living for others, but the supreme example, the chief example, is the example of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, He's our example in all things. That's why Peter said that we should follow in His steps. Well, if you follow in the steps of Jesus, my friend, you do not find yourself living for yourself. You find yourself living for the needs of others around you. And frankly, that mind is in short supply today. We live in a very selfish world, a very self-centered society. This is the selfie generation. It's all about us. Uh, we've become so narcissistic. We've become so consumed with our appearance, what others think of us, and our own needs, and our convenience, and our comfort that we've forgotten that that's not the way to joy at all. In fact, some of the most miserable people on planet Earth are those who are totally centered on themselves. And their universe revolves around them. But when they lay their head on their pillow at night, in the quietness, in the dark, Suddenly, they're very empty people. Many years ago, someone aptly wrote, Others, Lord, yes, others. Let this my motto be, Help me to live for others, that I might live like Thee. You see, truly, this is the mind of Christ. They went on and wrote, Help me in all the work I do to ever be sincere and true, and know that all I do for You must needs be done for others. You see, what the Lord Jesus Christ did in obedience to the Father, He did for others. Why? Because the heart of God is a heart for every man. He wants all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He loves every man. Christ died for every man, and His heart is always for others. And the nearer you get to the Lord Jesus Christ, and the more like Jesus you become, the more His heart captures you the more His mind becomes your mind and you begin living for others. Someone very facetiously and sarcastically came back and took the little poem that's so beautiful that we love to quote and they rewrote it. And this is what they said, Others, Lord, yes, others, let this their motto be. Let others live for others so all may live for me. Sad but true, that's actually the way most people live today. Most people expect everyone to live for others so that they can have their needs met. May I tell you, my friend, that the way to true joy on this journey is not to keep your eyes on yourself. Look at your fellow travelers. Look at the person along the side of the way that needs a helping hand. Keep your eyes open today for others along the path that need your encouragement. Seek to be a blessing to them 
And as you do so, you yourself will discover the blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ. In a word, the mind of Christ is this. It is for others. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. We are grateful you've joined us for this study today. If you love the book of Philippians, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and download the audiobook of Philippians. Scott also has a full sermon series through Philippians that we believe will be an encouragement to you as well. And until next time, may the joy of Jesus help you enjoy the journey. Thank you.